The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockwell Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker. Mark Langston is on assignment. Folks, we hope that you're enjoying your day today. We have a very special guest on the line with us, and I want to give a little background, and we're going to ask him some questions. But what would you do if you had a dog who was deaf? What would you do if you had, you know, it's it's one thing to have a, a sibling or a daughter or a son or a wife or a husband or a father or a mother who is unable to hear. But what if you had an animal? And a lot of these animals, they just kind of get left. They get discarded. They get put aside because nobody wants to deal with them. Uh, they are kind of, maybe people think like, um, you know, we're just going to shove you to the side here. And animals have a way of encouraging. They have a way of, of um, making you relax. They have a way of making you happy. And on the phone, we have Chris Hanna and Cole, his dog, who is deaf, and they are the Team Cole Project. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, now, a little background about you before we begin. You're a music teacher. I was a former music teacher here also. And uh, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to get Cole. Um, I'm an elementary school music teacher in Vineland, New Jersey, Um we're down south by the the, the, the no, New Jersey shore, and uh, I've been teaching for nine. This is my nineteenth year, <clears throat> and um, just about three years ago, um, I was ready to adopt a new puppy. And when I went to my local animal shelter's website, I noticed that there was one listed that had special needs. It was a little white uh, deaf pit bull puppy, and uh, I immediately went to set up an appointment to go visit the dog because I have a deaf nephew. My nephew at the time was nine years old. And uh, I immediately thought of him. And then uh, I went and met the dog. And when I went and met him, there were several families that were there actually waiting to to meet this dog to adopt him. But uh, in the world of animal shelters, puppies get adopted pretty much right away. Everybody loves the puppy. But nobody would adopt this dog because of the fact that he had a disability, that he was born deaf. Um, I fell in love with the fact that he was deaf. He was an amazing little puppy. Um, and then the, the story all kind of spiraled from there. That's, that's really unbelievable. We've got, we've got a couple clips that I have taken from your YouTube channel, and we're going to play uh, two of these. My name is Chris Hanna, this is my puppy Cole, and my nephew Kevin, and they're my inspiration behind the Team Cole Project, where we try to teach students and promote to students about awareness and acceptance of those who are a little bit different than the rest of us, and how each one of us can be our own superheroes. And most importantly, to always be yourself. You know, so tell us how this whole thing, I know, you know, your nephew has... uh, He's also deaf, and how how did this kind of kick in? Did you did you just kind of springboard from from that? And you know, being a music teacher, you know, you're involved with so many kids, and there there's so many needs out there. Uh, what was the impetus behind this? Um, what's amazing about this entire project is how it's happened so organically. Nothing that has happened for us has been planned. Um, 
premeditated whatsoever. It's just all naturally unfolding in such a positive way. And we're so blessed and lucky that this is all happening. But um, I started bringing Cole around even before I could pick him up from the animal shelter when he was officially adopted. There was about a week before I picked him up. So I I teach about 600 kids uh, each year, and I would show them pictures of the puppy. Um, The the kids even actually helped name him. I did a school-wide survey uh, vote about what name he should have. So they were, like, very integral in his life before they ever even met him. So uh, the day that I could pick him up, my principal allowed me to leave school about a half an hour early so I can get there before the animal shelter had closed. And when I came back to school with, uh, with Cole, the lobby was full of students and staff members, and I realized that they're all fully vested in this little puppy who was born a little bit different than other kids or other puppies. Excuse me. And um, I would bring Cole around my classroom in the afternoons once every couple weeks or so. But when I did, I started to realize that the, the students were showing so much empathy towards this puppy. And it's something that's, it's difficult to teach. Um, I take pride in, in trying to teach a lot of character education as well as music. A lot of my students are very socioeconomically challenged. Um, they don't come from the best background sometimes. And teaching empathy and compassion and acceptance is kind of difficult. So I started to notice the way that they were responding to this, this little deaf puppy. Um, so then the following year, um, Cole was in a contest at our local SPCA where he was adopted. It's called the dog of the year contest at the South Jersey regional animal shelter. And the dog that raises the most money wins the contest. Um, It's nothing more than just a plaque and, you know, the the accolades that go along with it. But one of the ideas that I had had, um, one of my nephew's favorite books when I first adopted Cole was a, a book called El Defo about a child who was born deaf that became a superhero. And it kind of became a a catalyst for a brainstorm that I had about writing a comic book. My nephew was in love with with comic books. So I wanted to write a comic book about my nephew and my dog as like a a dynamic duo of superheroes. Mm -hmm. So I started working with um, one of my fifth grade classes came in and I kind of ran the idea by them and a kid raised his hand and had like an idea. I'm like, wait, this is awesome. And then another little girl raised her hand and had an idea about the plot. So I kind of forgot about teaching music for the rest of the class period. And I hurried up and I grabbed a a giant sheet of teacher paper and a marker and started writing all these ideas down that these kids were having. So then the next class comes in about 40 minutes later and they started contributing. So then next thing you know, I had collaborated with about 250 students uh, in my school, and each one of them kind of gave different ideas, and we would just literally sit down on my floor and have brainstorm sessions about how we could turn this whole concept into a comic book and all these villains and and all these things that um, the two of them as superheroes had to overcome. But the whole comic book was uh, published uh, locally from a printer here, and it was to raise money for the SPCA. Every comic book that we sold, the money went directly towards the Dog of the Year campaign for us. Um, We never anticipated that that comic book would hit um, 
national news, actually. It started with um, a, a small newspaper here in Vineland called uh, The Daily Journal, but then USA Today had picked it up. And within like 24 hours, we noticed it was in publications all over the country. Um, so it was all just initially about raising money for a, uh, an animal shelter. And then it started spiraling. Um, a, a school about 40 minutes north of where we're located had seen the article and reached out to the reporter, uh, Deb Marco from the Daily Journal, and said that there is a third grade boy at the time named Gio who just got cochlear implants like my nephew and he was having a really really tough time because he felt different than mm -hmm. other kids mm -hmm. and they asked if we would come up and speak and I never really thought about doing that I, I never really considered it before but I was like absolutely um, I, I have no fear of speaking in front of people and I'll bring Cole up we'll dress him like a superhero and you know but as we walked into this school um, we were greeted in a way that I, 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 I'm still shocked, and it's two years later. Um, the entire vestibule of the school was decorated with pictures of coal that the students had drawn. Mm. Um, they had a, a huge banner over top of the gymnasium doors. And then as the students started entering the auditorium where we were speaking, they, the school itself had T-shirts printed with Cole's picture on it. Mm. And said, you know, I may be deaf, but I hear with my heart with this amazing picture of coal that they had gotten from the newspaper article. And after we spoke, um, the, we didn't realize that the boy's family was there as well. They invited his parents and his sister. And we walked away and at the end of the day and it's like, wow, this is something very unique and um about a week later, I got a message from the teacher that this young man's life had changed because he realized that there's other things in this world that are just like him. And it gave him like a sense of courage. So then um, six months after that, we got another like follow-up email and that his whole life has changed in such a positive way because he finally got the one thing that gave him this unique sense of courage um, through Cole's story and Cole's journey. So it's, it's all kind of just kept spiraling and, they, and to this day the team coal project's been in existence for not quite two years now um and it just it seems like every day there's something else that goes on that just spirals it into such a meaningful project and we're so lucky because like i said none of this has ever been planned it's just turning into such positive positive things for children and it extends way past just children as well so um we're just super, super blessed right now. It's been an amazing, amazing journey. You know, and, and I love the things that you have posted on your Facebook page, which is, folks, is Cole the Deaf Dog, the Team Cole Project on Facebook, and he is the cutest little guy. I'm, I'm looking at this right now. You know, he's he's a, a, a pit bull. He's got this blue uniform on this red cape and these yellow kind of uh, gloves and he looks he looks like super dog there but i was i was really taken this morning when i got on and i saw something that you had posted that you were driving around in the in the team coal uh vehicle and mm -hmm. greeting the kids because you guys are you can't go to school either right now yes we are in uh a school shutdown for the foreseeable future. Um, as of now, it's all the way through April 20th, but it'll reassess at that point. 
But you're driving around the neighborhoods where the kids are to encourage them, right? Yeah, we actually got back about 10 minutes before uh, you guys had called. Um, we drove around for about two and a half hours this morning. Uh, we mapped out, yesterday we did a test drive, and we mapped out all of our area. Vineland's a very large um, square mile. It's a huge town. It's actually the largest city in New Jersey. So our our school neighborhoods are quite large with a lot of small side roads. Um, but a lot of our students, we have students with severe anxiety, students who um, coal is their their rock that they count on. And this whole thing has been very, um, it's been hard on Cole too. He's been a little bit off. So the other day I had this idea and I ran it by my boss and I was like, what do you think about me driving around in the Cole mobile, which my truck is, it's a white truck, same color as Cole, but it has a lot of Cole decals. It's wrapped and, um, everybody recognizes it. The kids all recognize it. The town recognizes it. Um, so we drove through all the neighborhoods. I sat in the passenger seat with Cole with his paws out the window. And um, as we went up and down the neighborhoods, there are kids that use like sidewalk chalk. And they did their whole driveway with, you know, Cole fan mail or kids put pictures of Cole on their front doors and stood at the door and on their porches and waved to us. They know they have to keep their distance. But just them getting that glimpse of Cole is uh is really reassuring to them at, at a very tough time. Um, a lot of our kids are probably very starting to get a little curious and frightened about why it is that we're not in school. And like I said, um, we have several kids who really, really count on Cole every single day to even walk through the doors uh, of our school. And for them to be a little bit withdrawn from Cole at this, at, you know, of all times right now, um, it's tough for him. We wanted to do this, then we wanted to, you know, so they can just, even just getting that glimpse of him can change everything for those students. Absolutely. Um, we do virtual visits on YouTube every morning. I just started a series on our YouTube channel doing bedtime stories. I saw that. What, what, a, what a great thing. You've got him, and he's a, he's a cuddle bug. He just gets in your arms and and, <laughs> yeah. and gives you hugs, and his looks are remind me of our dog, but uh, we have a very similar kind of uh, kind of dog. But you know, he's just a cuddle bug, and you, you can't not like him. He's just you can't not love him. You know, he's just got that expression on his face that you just want to get up and give him a big hug. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big squishy monster, as the kids call him. We've we've got another clip we want to play right now about the Team Cole Project. Hi, friends. It's Chris and Cole here. Um, I wanted to share kind of a unique story. As you guys know, Cole comes to my school every single day. Such an awesome, awesome thing for our kids. And he works wonders with the students and, and inspires them in kind of a very unique way. Last week I was sitting in my classroom and I'm looking and there was a student picking hair off of the back of Cole and off of the carpet in my classroom. And I was very curious as to why he was very insistent upon doing this. So I kind of uh, pulled him aside after class was over and I was like, hey bud, why are you taking uh, Cole's hair and, and putting it on your pants and in your pocket, um, on your shirt? And that student actually said, because I want to take a piece of Cole home with me because I miss him when he's not with me. And that was such a, a heartwarming thing to feel and to hear. And it made me realize just how important um, 
Cole's role is in the lives of some of these children. And it, it, it is such a blessing to have this special guy in my life and to be able to spread this much love to kids. And for something as simple that we take for granted as the nuisance dog hair on daddy's pants, it actually meant the world to someone else. Something so simple as dog hair. Maybe it really is magical glitter. Have a great day, friends. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune. You're listening to KWRH. We were talking to Chris Hanna and Cole the Deaf Dog of the Team Cole Project. Chris, who would imagine that his hair would be that important to kids? And, you know, you know as well as I, being a, a teacher and a music teacher uh, specifically, because you see all the kids, you get to interact with them in a, in a manner that's not, quote-unquote, academic, but more of fun and uh, something that they can uh, maybe identify with if they're not an academic uh, kind of related student. And students from all backgrounds and socioeconomic backgrounds love music or, you know, even art or PE, but especially music. And what you've done with that, you know, what was that impact like with you? When, when uh, I know what my own reaction when I heard that, uh, I, you know, man, it, would, it almost made me cry, frankly, to hear what that little guy said. There are moments that happen um, so often, and it's it's little tiny moments that the students don't necessarily even realize that they're saying and that they're doing. Um, when I when I ask that child that, um, I, I was set back. I, I can't. I got to be honest. Like I needed to take a minute um, in the back of my room, kind of by myself. Yeah. Luckily, I, my next class wasn't rolling right in. Um, when I hear kids say things like that, it, it really, it's empowering and it's also sad at the same time. Um, it's empowering because I, I realize that what I'm doing with Cole is, is making a difference in the lives of these kids. But it's sad to, to realize that some of these students don't necessarily get to understand what love really is or to see a one of the biggest things I, I really I pride in is my bond with Cole and the way that the students can see what a true bond between two things really is. They see how him and I are are, are so together and we're so in tune, um, and they can hopefully transfer that into their own lives. It doesn't mean just because he's a dog, they can they can transfer it to human to human bonds. Um, there are times when kids say things that it it's hard to hold it back. It, it really is, and it, it happens so often. Um, there was a period of time where I had, I worked with students one-on-one -on -one, um, during my prep periods and lunches and stuff like that, and one of the things I started to do was I interview them, um, and I, I video interview them with Cole, and... I just let them talk. I really don't, I ask maybe like a prompt question and I just let them kind of go on with it. And mm -hmm. when I go through and I edit these videos and then I don't really use them for any other reason except to show the students themselves about them talking about their feelings, whether it's anxiety, whether it's anger, whether it's, you know, emotions, whatever it may be. And when they go back and they reflect on it, but when I go through and I edit these videos and to hear what, these students sometimes say, you know, like one little girl, she, she's had a tough life 
and she was talking about how, you know, no matter what, Cole makes her feel like she's the number one best in her life. And, you know, the little girl who has severe, severe anxiety this year, and for her to to open up and, and tell kids that you should talk about it, you should, you know, there's going to be somebody like Cole in your life or an adult or a teacher and to hear her finally say the words that, you know, she has anxiety or she feels a certain way and for kids to open up about it, they get so much courage when their hands are resting upon Cole. It is unbelievable to witness. Um, and it, I, again, I'm, I always say this, but I'm so lucky that I get the, I have an administration that is so supportive of in this project and they see the benefits of what's happening um, to so many of our students. And and so and that's really true. I, I'm glad your administration does that. That they they encourage that. And I'm I'm kind of curious. Do you do assemblies for the school regularly, or do you also do assemblies for some of the other schools around the area? Um, I I do a team call night to start off the school year last year and this year. Um, I do a lot of school assemblies outside of my own school district. Um, I do assemblies. Within my school district, we have nine elementary schools in Vineland. So I've done uh, most of the elementary schools in Vineland, but I've gone as far as almost to New York City, um, Pennsylvania, Delaware. Like We've kind of been all over the place um, doing assemblies, and we've had incredible, incredible feedback about uh, our programs. So we're hoping that you know we can continue to do that. Um, and we have some we have some very big aspirations about the Team Cole project within my school district that we're hoping we can kind of come to fruition eventually because we're seeing so many benefits uh, district wide. Well, and who would have thought that this particular kind of uh, thing would develop into a the main thing uh, for, for you? Uh, you know, your main thing being teaching music, but it's it seems to not. I'm not saying this in a bad way. Taking a second uh, place to this, but this is a, a very important thing. In, in what you're doing with with Cole. It's it's just uh, uh, unbelievable. And when you're talking to the kids, what are some specific things? Like, we got about two minutes before we break. Uh, and can you go on a little bit longer? Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some of the specific things that you talk to the kids in the assemblies about? I know that, you know, you, you tell them their, their, their differences, even though they may be unique, they're valuable, they're important. Uh, Give our listeners a little bit more uh, topics that you talk about. I'm very transparent about Cole's journeys and the discrimination that he has had to face um, as a therapy dog, but as a deaf pit bull. Um, and I turn it into a an entertaining yet empowering conversation with children um, about overcoming obstacles, about um, perseverance and not judging a book by its cover or a dog by its cover. And I tell a lot of stories of true stories of things that we've had to face along our our journey. And even about, you know, the whole thing opens up with about my nephew and this beautiful little puppy. And there's pictures on the screen. It's all interactive and multimedia. And, you know, they're all just bewildered at the beauty of this little puppy, but then how nobody would adopt him. And then I immediately show a picture of my nephew and I compare the two. And kids are, it's amazing. You can see five-year-olds up through seniors in high school, and you can hear a pin drop in my assemblies. And I've done them up to a 1,000 people, and you don't hear a word. And it's, it's an amazing thing, which tells me that their, their hearts are captured when we're speaking. And that's, that's amazing. 
You know, we're talking to Chris Hanna and Cole, the deaf dog of the Team Cole Project. I, I say we're talking to Cole, the deaf dog, because we are, <laughs> even though he's not listening. I'm sure he's sitting on your lap, Chris. He's, yeah, he's definitely nearby. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come back after the break, and there are some uh, other things, developments that have happened with the Team Cole Project, and we'll get into those. And also want to talk to you, Chris, about how you taught him sign language. So this is Arnold Stricker of Intune, St. Louis Intune. You're listening to KWRH 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker. We've been having a conversation with Chris Hanna and Cole the Deaf Dog, which is sitting on his lap or close by. They are the Team Cole Project. I get a chuckle out of that because every time I see those YouTube videos, I see him just, man, he's a hugging away. And our dog, he would love to do that. But he's a little bigger. And we're like, no, no, you can't do that. But, you know, I'll, I'll lay down next to him. But, you know, he, we, we had a friend come over, one of our son's friends. And, um, you know, our dog's not supposed to be on the couch. Well, you know, needless to say, our son's friend had him in his lap, upside down, laying on the couch. And it was just, it reminded me of, uh, of that when, when you're working with him like that. Yeah, that's pretty much every day. <laughs> that's that's great. Now, folks, you got to understand that this was probably a very interesting procedure. It's, it's challenging to train a dog, period. But to train a deaf dog, Chris, what's what's what are the extra things you have to do? And you kind of taught him sign language. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, um, we had Cole. Uh, we hired a professional trainer. We kind of interviewed a lot of them, and we wanted somebody that was very reward based. And we found. Jamie from Training Aces, and he was absolutely amazing. So what he did was teach us, essentially, how to teach Cole. So a lot of the signs that we started using with him, they weren't true American Sign Language commands. Adults' brain works a little bit differently, the way that they process certain things. Um, But as time has gone on, all of his commands now are the actual American Sign Language um, hand motions. So, for instance, speak, it's, you know, three fingers tap my chin, and he knows to speak. Um, Four fingers, sorry, three fingers is water. Um, So teaching Cole, it it was a challenge, but he was so eager to learn as a puppy. Um, He's always been very, very in tune with me. I, I swear the day that he came home, like his eyes never went off of me. Um, he's always by my side. Uh, he's kind of like a Velcro dog. And that's actually made teaching him things uh, such an enjoyable experience. And this, like, this time off from school, we're going to work on, uh, we're going to get some ideas from my students who are still learning from home right now and some ideas of, of new tricks that they want to see Cole do. So. That's cool. That's cool. And in 2019, Cole, the Cole Project volunteered 300 hours to the New Jersey Veterans Memorial Home and received the Presidential Silver Service Award. Talk about the work that you have done at the uh, Veterans Memorial Home. That is such an amazing, um, an amazing place. Um, veterans have always had a very special place in my heart. Um, I have a lot of veterans in my family. Um, so the very first place that Cole began volunteering when he received his therapy dog certification was the New Jersey Veterans Memorial Home. It's comprised of about 300 residents. Um, 
it's, you know, raging in ages from, you know, early 70s all the way up through. We have a couple of residents pushing 100 years old. Wow. Um, and we've grown to become such a family there. Um, we've had so many amazing stories. We've met so many amazing people. But to see these senior citizens um, light up when coal is in the room or them becoming so much more active on Tuesdays because that's the day that Cole's going to be there. And and to hear the words that they've said and to, to see the joy that he brings in their faces, because so many of them had obviously had pets, but they can't have them there. And like you had mentioned before, the joy of animals is, un, you know, it's unremarkable how much these, these furry little critters can bring so much happiness into your life. And we know that a lot of these veterans miss their animals. So them getting to see Cole, it, uh, it's such a rewarding experience. The funny part is they have other therapy dogs. Now we go at least one day a week. Sometimes um, if we have a day off of school, we will go spend our day at the veterans home. Uh, but there are other therapy dog groups that go there. And so many of the residents apparently like refuse them that they're not interested in seeing them because it's not Cole. <laughs> well, <laughs> Why do you Cole think that is? they relate to him in a different way. And I don't know if it's his demeanor. He's just a snuggle bug. You know, he's, he's cool. He'll lay on the floor and take a nap in the middle of the the nurse's station, uh, halfway through our, our visits, which are, they're generally about two and a half hours long on Tuesday nights. And that's after working a full day at school. So sometimes he just crashes at, you know, the foot of somebody's bed or at the wheelchair and just takes a nap. But, he he just brings something out in them. It's um, it's kind of hard to explain, to be honest, because we don't really necessarily know what it is about about him. That I don't know if it's the the disability, the fact that he's deaf. Um, one advantage that I think it is is because of the fact that Cole is a pit bull, and a lot of these residents are World War II vets, they're Vietnam vets, they're Korean Korean War vets. And back when they were kids, the pit bull was America's dog. Mm-hmm. It was the nanny dog. And a lot of them had them growing up. And I think they they look through the stereotype of the breed. And um, I think they actually might relate to Cole a little bit more because of it. And I think what's interesting is when I was listening to you talk about that, that no matter whether it's a, a student who's six years old or a vet who's 96, the impact that... Cole has on lives is tremendous, and what joy and what encouragement they get. And you know, when you're working with kids, and you know this as well as I do, I'm not telling you something you don't know. That the joy comes from just the man. If they can get a little smile, if they can get a little enjoyment, and uh, it. It seems like they they do see see things so simply, and then you get at the other extreme of life where life is beginning to you know sunset for people, and how it you can be lonely and how you can be kind of ostracized and forgotten, and how that reminder of uh, of a youth. Uh, youthfulness or a reminder of, hey, there's there's somebody else who cares about me who doesn't even know, and he's even got a disability. What that can do to encourage uh, people in later life, that's, that's just unbelievable. And I, I really uh, give hats off to you about that. It's incredible. Thank you. And we, we always talk, like with my, every Wednesday morning, 
um, the morning after our visit to the veterans' home, I always come back and I always have a different story to tell my students, or whether it's a, a visit with a hospice patient sometime that week, or you know, a, a child that maybe we helped. And the more that I talk about it in my classroom and just engage in discussions, in hopes to inspire kids to want to spread that kindness, to to maybe think about um, doing something for somebody else. Um, a, a friend of my family out in California um, actually had had made a comment to my aunt that lives out there, and she's become a very big Cole fan. But the word she said was, Cole's made me really wonder what it is that I'm doing to make the world a better place. And that really hit home because then it, it made me realize, well, maybe even if we inspire one other person to try to do something good for somebody else, then we can that person can inspire one other person. And then it's a trickle effect. And I'm hoping, you know, to be able to, with so many fans that we have on social media now, that it's an ever-growing population of social media fans, and the comments, and, you know, hopefully everybody can think a little bit differently about what they can do for someone. And um, it's starting with my kindergarten students up through, you know, like you said, our, our vets that are in their 90s, you know, just just to try to spread that kindness. And you're spreading that kindness in, you mentioned this, uh, I was going to bring this up also, the hospice therapy that you're doing with uh, Angelic Health Services. Describe how you got involved with that and what have you experienced with that in the Team Cole project? Uh, we had seen uh, Angelic Hospice, um, one of their executives, um, He's a, a friend of the family, and I'd seen a post on Facebook that they were looking for therapy dogs. And I figured, well, Cole is doing such awesome work with the veterans. It'd be an easy transition. So we had uh, met with them and, and done the trainings that we needed to do. And then they started assigning us uh, hospice patients that range from 40 years old up through uh, 90 years old. And uh, it's a... It's a tough yet needed job. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I, I give a lot of a lot of credit and my hats off to those hospice volunteers because you do you get attached, right? Um, right. And a couple of them, we spend more time with them than we do with some others that might not be so close by. Um, we have one that is, you know, she's in her early forties, and you know, who knows how much time she has left. And Cole is her world, and Cole became her world the first time that she met him. And, you know, her his picture's all over her room. She wears Cole T-shirts all the time. She has a stuffed Cole on her bed with her. And, you know, it's just something to, to bring a positivity at a time of their lives that, you know, they might not have that much time left. And you want to know that they're as happy as they can possibly be during this this difficult time. Well, you know, I thought this particular story would be a great story for our listeners to hear, especially at this time with the COVID-19 and, you know, businesses shutting down and people quarantining, et cetera, et cetera, schools being let out. And what you've been able to do with Cole and on the Team Cole Project has been, it, from my viewpoint, nothing short of remarkable. And uh, I want to encourage our listeners to go to 
Cole the Deaf Dog, the Team Cole Project, and check out all the videos. Check out his YouTube page. Look at all the amazing photographs. And, and the one where you're walking out of the vet's home because he's had a rough day is just, <laughs> I was just, what? that's that's so hilarious. And it's it's so typical. Like, I've, I've worked all day. Daddy picked me up. I can't, I can't walk. And um, you guys are such buds. You guys are, it's, it's just plain evident uh, mm-hmm. of what's going on. And uh, do you have any other in, encouraging words? Because the whole project's encouraging, frankly, uh, Chris. I, it's unbelievable. I know you couldn't imagine that adopting a deaf dog would have led you into another career, frankly, that uh, mm-hmm. you know teaching is now secondary. I know it's not, but uh, this, is, this is a viable thing. And especially what you've done with the vets, with those in, uh, in hospice, and encouraging people, like you said, it, it's an encouragement project. It's it's if you can find some joy in in the moment in in what you're doing. What other uh, words can you give us about what you're doing? We just want everybody to see the Team Cole Project has a few different sides to it, but the biggest two is that a disability, and to show the world whether you have a disability or not, or you're going to come across somebody that does. And a disability is not an inability. And it's it's using your disability, as like I tell the children, as your superpower. What is your superpower? Because even if a person has a disability, they can still do anything they want to do. And it's a conversation that's very, very difficult to have to get people to understand. But when you, when you tell that through the, the eyes of a four-legged friend like Cole, magically people start to understand or they're willing to understand a little bit more. Um, so to not judge somebody that might have a disability that might be a little bit different. And our, our other big aspect is do things in the world to spread kindness. You know, if you, if you see somebody in need for something, it doesn't take a lot of effort to just put a smile on your face, to say good morning to someone, to you know, if you have the ability to help somebody in a situation and to see that my students are starting to, to think like this and to, to spread and spend their own money. I had an instance last week where a boy saw a student in his own class that had holes in his shoes. And Lucas went and spent his own allowance to go buy this young man a new pair of Nikes. Wow. And brought, and brought him to school. But the best part was he didn't want to do it in front of anybody. He wanted to do it in front of the young man and myself. Mm. He didn't want a big accolades about it. But it's it's to know that kids are learning that they can be kinder people and and to do something for somebody. And it doesn't just have to be kids. It can be anyone. You know, senior citizens down to five-year-olds. And to, and to use coal as their catalyst to um, to always think of others in a, in a different way. Kindness goes a long way. Mm-hmm. especially in times of um, disequilibrium, in times of, and for some people, disequilibrium is their life uh, based yeah. upon the things that they're going through. And that you can encourage them, that's that's an unbelievable deal. I really appreciate the time that you've given us today and uh, give our best to Cole and uh, tell him that we love him. And, Will do. Uh, and Folks, I encourage you, again, to go to Cole the Deaf Dog, the Team Cole Project on Facebook. Like them, follow them, 
watch their videos, pass their videos on, because I will tell you, that's how I came into contact with Cole the Deaf Dog, the Team Cole Project, a colleague of mine who taught uh, deaf and hearing impaired students had this on her page. And uh, I saw that and I was like, this is a story that needs to go out to a whole lot more people. And that's why I've had you on today, Chris, because it's it's an important you. project that you're doing. It's something that's badly needed. And uh, hats off to you again. Blessings to you about what you're doing. Let's stay in touch because we'd like to hear more as things go down the road about what's happening with uh, you and Cole and the Team Cole Project, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us today. You bet. Take care. Have a good weekend. You too.